It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. Today we're wrapping up our latest off-the-road episode. Hear the entire series at hawaiipublicradio.org on our app and subscribe to Off the Road on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And that includes part one from yesterday with Stax Records legend Steve Cropper, who recently released the new album Fire It Up and has worked with a stunning roster of artists, co-writing and performing on some of the greatest songs of all time like Wilson Pickett's In the Midnight Hour, Eddie Floyd's Knock on Wood, and Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Just some of the contributions to music from Steve Cropper, the latest guest on Off the Road. It's incredible how you're connected to so many of these legacies, and a big part of your life is also the Beatles, which has so many different connections to you. Take us back into the uh, beginning of that, I guess when Brian Epstein came to Memphis to explore having the Beatles record at Stax. You read a lot, I can tell. He did. And uh, the reason we didn't do the album, there's a couple of reasons, but the, the main reason was he didn't think security was strong enough in Memphis. And I kept trying to tell him, I said, Brian, there's plenty of security here. He didn't <laughs> believe me. I was fortunate enough through the years. I played on Ringo's first solo album, John Lennon's rock and roll album. And I played with George live on the Bob Dylan special. But Paul and I, we've met several times, and every time we see each other, says, you know, we got to work together sometime. We never did do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first one you met? I think it was at the Bag of Nails. Three of them showed up. And I always tell a story, guess which one wasn't there? George was not there. So I met Paul, Ringo, and uh, John at the same time. This is in the 60s. Yeah, 66. And then do you remember when Ringo approached you to do that record? Yeah, that came about after a Grammy Award thing that they were all at. The plane left Nashville, went to Memphis and picked up some people, especially me. And I sat up front with them and had a blast. They wanted to know what I was doing. I said, well, I'm, you know, into my second album with uh, Jose Feliciano. And Ringo says, well, man, I'm starting a new album. It's Sunset Sound. Why don't you come up and play on it? And I said, well, I can only come up on the weekends because I'm in the middle of producing. Okay. So I went up there that weekend and it was uh, Jim Keltner, Klaus Gorman, Nicky Hopkins, and myself, I think just the four of us and Ringo. You mentioned John Lennon's rock and roll album. What's your favorite moment of either recording that or spending time with John? I think spending time with him after the session, he asked me, he came over and said, can you stay after this next song? I said, sure. He said, I've got this riff I want to play it. And he said, I was thinking about Booker T and the MGs when I did it. They went to New York and finished the album. It's a little song called Beef Jerky. Right. And uh, I heard it by accident. They said, John Lennon's new record is out. I said, good. Here's, here's a quarter or whatever. I go put it on a jukebox and play it. And Beef Jerky came on. Whoever loaded the jukebox put the record in upside down backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so the flip side played first. And I said, man, that's, that's Beef Jerky. I said, I helped write that with Lennon. Well, I'm not listed. And it was on uh, his new record, Imagine. And they, they took it off immediately when I called them about it. Wow, that's an interesting story. You called them about that. I did. I said, you know, I'm, I'm part writers on that. <laughs> I never get in. It doesn't matter. That's another one I let slip through my fingers, I guess. 
Wow, what an interesting story. And you mentioned Booker, who we've actually had here on the show in the studio okay. with us and stuff. And one of the great gigs you guys did together, the Bob Dylan, you mentioned it too, the Bob Dylan 30th anniversary concert, Madison right. Square Garden. Well, that night is, that was a great night. What I didn't remember at the time, Duck says, do you know how many songs we just played on? I said, no, man, I was just reading charts and th- throwing the paper away <laughs> and starting the next song. He said, we played on 27. <laughs> now, G.E. Smith played on it. Jim Keltner was playing it. Uh, who else? Was Dan- Anton Pig on that one? Yep, on the drums, correct. Okay, and I, I know Booker played on it, and Stevie Wonder was on the show, and it, it was a great night. What I remember most about the reason we were there was Bob Dylan sticking his head in the curtain in the dressing room. Duck and I, we just finished the show, come off stage. He's putting his bass up. I'm putting my guitar up. We're standing in the same dressing room. And this guy pops his head in and says, they're going to do a special on me, and I want you guys in my band. <laughs> and we turn around, as Bob Dylan. We couldn't believe it. So that was finalized by Booker. He said, I've been talking to Bob Dylan's people, and uh, we've come to an agreement on about doing the show. And I said, okay. When I saw it back, I think the thing that impressed me most was the ending. When all of the artists came back up and we all jammed and Reggie played behind uh, Johnny Cash during the show. And they said, you sure were watching Johnny? And I didn't know I was watching him that much, but I saw it back and I said, yeah, I was. <laughs> he was just bigger than life. And I remember doing a thing in Memphis for him. We did a roast for Johnny. And they said, that was great, except you left. And I said, well, some of it was the first time I'd ever heard it. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh when I was reading it. It was just funny stuff. Wow, a roast for Johnny Cash. Just so (laughs) many experiences you've had. And uh, backing up just a moment, that all-star Bob Dylan show at the Garden, which Johnny Cash was a part of, not your only all-star event at Madison Square Garden. You'd head back to that venue as part of the band supporting the guests at Eric Clapton's Crossroads Festival there decades later. Well, (laughs) I'm just very fortunate that, that Eric is a good friend. And I played his first one at the Cotton Bowl in uh, Dallas. And then uh, he called me back again when they did the second one. And what I remember most about that show was the seven guitar players playing with Booker as an opener. You know, to have seven guitars, we all had took a four-bar solo on Green Indians or whatever. I forget what we did, but that was pretty cool. The ones that followed us was B.B. and Robert Cray, I think. And I remember I said, I'm going to be here all night long. And and Ackroyd was emceeing that night. I went over to his dressing room, talked to him for a little bit. He said, we're going to party when this thing is over. And Steve, one of the greatest musicians ever was part of your life through those Blues Brothers movies. James Brown, The Godfather. Talk about those and where else did you guys cross paths? Well, other than the movie, well, that's where it basically started, I guess. We were doing uh, his birthday party in the waters of Augusta. And uh, we played the... Uh, auditorium downtown and uh other than i never did really play with him i knew him and i he said he told me when we were doing uh one of the super bowl things halftime super bowl promoting the second movie he said uh i, I get this tap on my shoulder he says Cropper, you know when i started liking you <laughs> so my thought at the time was i didn't know he never did like me but he said when you gave me that award out in la <laughs> so i remember that and uh, giving him an award and all that. So we had crossed paths many times, and I was a big fan of his, obviously. We used to play a lot of his music, and to find out he was going to be in the movie, that just blew everybody away. We didn't do much on the first one as far as getting together musically. On the second one, we saw each other a lot, even though he insisted on his band rather than the Blues Brothers play on his music. That's fine. 
but we saw each other a lot. And then we did the, right before he passed away, he was heading out the next day. We did Grauman's Chinese where they do, uh, they interview different actors for different things. And they had uh, James there and uh, Napier, myself, and some of the other guys. I can't remember who all. And Danny was doing it, but he did it remotely. I remember James leaving. He said, I'm, I got to leave tomorrow. We're going on tour in Europe. And he was going to uh, maybe Japan or somewhere. I don't know where he was going, but anyway. And uh, he died not too long after that. It's just wild how many heavy music luminaries your life journey connects with. And uh, before we go, any Hawaii memories that stick out over your illustrious career? You know, we've played there many times, but, uh, you know, most of my time, I hate to say, has been in Maui. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, what is it, Kanapali? Yep. The other tournament where the pros play is Kapalua. Yeah, yeah. The one that was my favorite is when uh, the Blues Brothers played for the PGA on a Wednesday night. Wow. And that was a lot of fun. And and I saw Peter Jacobson that night. And that was right after Fluff was going to leave him and go somewhere else. And so Peter sang a song to Fluff. He said, can you come up and play with me? I said, yeah, I don't know the song. He said, well, it's just a spinoff on it. And he told me the song that he got it from. And I said, well, I know that one. Okay. <laughs> and we got up and did it. And I remember there was a bunch of guys. Gary McCord was there that night and a bunch of, a bunch of the older pros. <laughs> it's very cool, Steve. The great Steve Cropper. And as we go to say aloha to you and thank you for all the great stories and insights today. Huge mahalos for you. I'm hoping you can pick the song we go out on. And I was thinking maybe a track from the new record, Fire It Up. I, I think uh, the title song, Fire It Up. Fire It Up. And I love the lyric on that. It's a good one. So play that one if you can. I appreciate all your memories you're sharing, Steve. I'm giving you a big hug and a high five. I hope you had a lot of fun. My pleasure. I'm glad to do it. Stay safe, brother. Thank you very much. 